Welcome to another Natural Direction podcast. Today, I am joined by Peter Nolan. Peter partners with us on many of our projects with our clients, and I'm delighted to be spending some time with him today. Peter's going to talk about uh, a concept he calls Game 2. This is an exciting approach uh, that can be applied to virtually any change or development challenge. So, Peter, perhaps first of all, a maybe a quick introduction as to who you are. Thank you, Martin. I'm, uh, I'm Peter Nolan. I'm a professional business coach. I've been working with businesses, leaders and teams for about 20 years now mm. in this country, around Europe, a lot in the Middle East as well. Um, and that came after um, about 20 years' experience in different leadership positions in different businesses. I started in advertising. But I guess where it all started was um, when I read philosophy at university. I spent actually seven years, probably too long, mm-hmm. at three universities. And I was going to be a professional philosopher. And I think actually that's where I've ended up. I'm a philosopher in business. Mm-hmm. I think about and help my clients to think about what they're doing and how to get more out of it. So clarifying thinking, working on the thinking, and trying to use thinking to solve problems. That's, that's why I'm here. Okay. So in terms of gain two, and I know because um, you shared with me some of the ideas around gain two, and we've worked on a few projects together, and one thing for sure um, is that we see a, a highly engaged audience, an excited audience, and an audience that leaves with a real sense of purpose about how to take whatever they're doing onto the, onto the next level. So perhaps if we kind of maybe talk about a little bit about what it actually is, um, what it actually does for people, who it's actually for, and then how it actually works, and maybe some practical examples of where you've used it and the sorts of uh, benefits you've delivered to, to clients. So maybe, where did, maybe let's start with where the idea actually came from in the first instance. Sure. So it comes from, as a coach, realising that no matter who the client is you're dealing with, what the organisation or what the context, they all want one thing, which is to change. They want to change something. They want more of this. They want less of that. They want to do something better. That's where it starts. Is it possible that no matter what somebody comes in with, there is a process, a simple solution you could give them that would help them to change in whatever direction they wanted to change. I'm sure I've heard you use some sort of doctor's analogy ah, with that. Well, 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 well. I think it is, it is like being a, in a, as a GP. People come in with all kinds of complaints, but usually what they come in with is they say, I'm not feeling very well, I'm a bit tired. There's a few things they always come up with, and that leads to all the branches of medicine. What you learn as a doctor after many years is there's a few things that you need to look at, a few things that people need to pay attention to. And they're the things that drive health and well-being. And I think as a coach, it's the same thing. When people want to change um, and can't change, they are stuck. And as a coach, as a facilitator, your challenge is to help them to become unstuck as individuals, as a team or as a business. Excellent. So it's all about change. And I get that for individuals, teams, organisations. But why, why the phrase game two? Where did that come from? What's behind that? Well, it comes down to this, that 
what you're doing now, if you want to change, you need to change some of what you're doing. And no matter what it is, let's say what you're doing at the moment is game one. That's the way that you work, the way that you live. If, you, if you're happy with what you're getting, carry on with game one. If you want your results to change a little bit, you want a little bit more of this or a bit less of that, to be happier or richer or more successful, whatever your objective is, if you want to be a little better or want a little more, we call that game one plus, just working on your game. Get up earlier, work a bit harder. But what if you want to be a lot better? What if you wanted to be twice as good at what's important to you? Twice as good at sales or twice as good at tennis? Because game one won't make you twice as good. It'll make you a little bit better. So game two is what you need to find when you want to change a lot. So you're playing the same game, but you're playing with a different set of rules? No. Game one is the game you're playing now. It's whatever you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Game one plus is variation of it. Game two is significantly different. It may be a small change, but it has a massive impact. So it's best to approach it as a new game. What are the rules of the new game? Different from the rules of the old game. How do you score goals in this game? How do we win? What are the skills? How do we get better? And I find that when you ask people, you offer people this framework of game two, that changes their mindset about what they need to work on. So they're thinking about a completely different way. Because when you say twice as good, that sounds... If I was a reasonable performer and I'm sitting in a room and you're suggesting to me I could potentially be twice as good, that in some way infers that I'm actually performing... Well below par. How, how is that message received? Well, I, um, it's the reverse, actually, because what I talk about with my clients are very high performers who accepted this challenge of being twice as good. Not people who are rubbish, people who are the best in the field, the best in the world at something. In fact, it all started from a story I heard about Pep Guardiola at Barcelona, who were just about the best team in the world. And he took over as manager. And he went in for his first meeting with the team. They were already just about the best team in the world, just about the best players in the world. And he said something to them. This was his first This coaching. was his first coaching job. Yeah. It was his first coaching meeting with his new team. And he gave them a challenge that nobody would ever given them before. They'd never even imagined. It was this. He said, guys, you could be twice as good. Twice as good as footballers. Twice as good as a football team. And wow. that's where it started. That's where it starts. Until you take seriously the challenge, the possibility that you could be twice as good, you're going to stay with game one. If you accept the twice as good challenge and you're intrigued by the possibility that you could be twice as good, game two begins. So a far cry from some sort of uh, remedial program, in fact, quite the opposite. Um, I often think that, you know, when we're working with a team that is underperforming, it's rather much easier to get them to perform on the basis that there is often some low-hanging fruit that we can pick off to improve performance. But if a team is already performing really well, in the example you've given with Barcelona, that was a great example of that, it requires a different approach. It requires a more, a deeper, more discerning, more thinking, intelligent approach to raising performance. So if that's a little bit about the background and the philosophy behind it, Perhaps you could just explain what it actually is 
Yeah, game two is, it starts with a challenge. It starts with the question, do you want to be a little better or a lot better? I mean, is this around a specific issue that's going on in the business? Are the, are the clients there because they've got an issue or a problem? How, how, what's the start point? Well, let me give you an example. It's, it's, um, I'm working with, recently I worked with the board of a very large, very, a very highly regarded organization, one of the most, one of the leaders in its field worldwide. Everybody knows it, an extraordinary organization and a very, very high performing board, widely admired. And we had them for a day. And I started the day and with their permission, then made the whole day about this. Is it possible that you as a board could be twice as good? The right. 15 people in this room. That's how it starts. And so let's take that. We've got a board of directors and the non-execs of a huge organization. Never mind the organization. You, as a team of 15 people, the senior executive governance body of this organization, could you, as the core leadership team of this business, could you be twice as good? And I'm sure you haven't just walked into this meeting cold and asked this question. I imagine there must have been some sort of psychological permission game before the session with the CEO to have this conversation? Well, interestingly, um, we'd cleared it with the CEO, but nobody else on the board knew what we were going to ask. It came as a complete, a bit like when Pep Guardiola said to Barcelona, they didn't know that was coming and nor did the board. So with, and I obviously I'm not going to give you the name of the organisation and mention the names of the people I'm talking to, but the CEO, who's very well known, said, this sounds great. This is what I want to do. Go for it. And how was that received by the team? A stunned silence. And I would say, looking around the eyes, when you ask a question like that, you, as a coach, you look around, you look at the eyes. Mm. <laughs> and the eyes have it, as they say. And the eyes will tell you. People are saying, really? What's he talking about? This is just a bit of a warm-up, isn't it? So I insist on the question. No, twice as good. And then somebody says, and this usually happens, somebody says, but what do you mean? Twice as good. Twice as good. Hmm. And I say, well, that question is for you to answer. If I were to come in to a board meeting in three months' time and you'd become twice as good, what would I be seeing? What difference would I notice? What would I do? Hear? Do they, is there some sort of benchmark you use for marking out what fantastic or great might look like versus what looks, what is good looks like or how do you how do you go about the ticket because you've got to some get some sort of sense of scaling yeah yeah you start point it's a it's it's a scale it's a range question and the thing is at the moment they think you're at the top of the range as it's possible you're at the bottom of your range so twice as good is a challenge to your sense of range where are we on the scale of you know we're nine out of ten we're ten out of ten maybe you're five out of ten that's what i'm saying you you're the ten is five is the new ten hmm um, so a board which, 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 thinks, which knows it's very good and it's widely admired, and they say, well, what would twice as good be? I say, well, you can only start understanding what twice as good is when you know how good you are now. Mm. So how good are you now and how do you know? If you got a little bit better, what would that be? What would you be getting better at? And if there was one thing you got a lot better at, what would that be and what should that be? And now the conversation starts. So stage one is the challenge. Could you be twice as good? Usually met by puzzled looks, scepticism and incipient rejection. The second phase is when they go, okay, 
let's uh, mm, just run with this a little, you get them to now work on what twice as good would be like for them. Or as Pep Guardiola said, what would it be like for us as a team if we were twice as good? So let me tell you what Barcelona said. Initially, they said, well, we'd win uh, 3-0 or 4-0 instead of 2-0. He said, how about 9-0? And they said, oh, okay, well, could you? He said, well, actually, it's better than that. It's not just winning 9-0, which nobody ever does. It's playing in a way that takes people's breath away, in a way that changes the way the world looks at this game. So it's the way you win. It's the way you win. It's the way you play together. What they changed was the way they played together. And he said, here's the third thing, and this is the third step towards game two. One is, is it is twice as good possible. Two, what would it look like if we were? And then building up that picture of what we might call winning, winning big, twice as good. The third is, is it going to be easy or hard to get there? Because frankly, if it's going to be hard and take a long time, we're probably not going to do it. Mm. And there's a law of, sort of diminishing returns. That's right. How much effort you're going to have to put in. That's right. And are you going to succeed? Right. Mm. So game two only works if the four things line up. Twice as good as possible. This is what it would look like. It would be easy if we just did this. So what's this? And is it true that it would be easy? Because if it's going to be hard, they're not going to do it. If we think it's going to be easy, but don't find the thing that makes it easy, we've lost. So... The set of questions ends with this. What is the one thing that, if we focused on that, would lead us to game two? Mm. It, it reminds me of something that I've long been a subscriber to, the old adage that you know, good is the enemy of great. And it strikes me that unless you actually ask the question, as provocative as it is, you don't change, you don't change how people are viewing the world. And they, they, I mean, I've been to many days where getting a little bit better than where their start point is often good enough. Yes. But it rarely is good enough to remain highly you know, competitive. Yes. So it's a provocative question. Uh, you're, you've laid out, I think, a very clear uh, view as to these four, four elements mm. you spoke about. So what can it actually do for a team? What, what is realistic that can be achieved in these initial opening sessions? The purpose of the opening session, we call it an activation session, is to open the mind of the team, firstly, to the possibility, the real possibility, that they could be twice as good. And then, through a short series of interactive exercises, to let them explore what they have to do to get there. Now, it starts as an open exploration. What do you think you need to work on? But we have an answer already. We already have an answer, which will take you to game two, because we know it works. It's not the... You mean you have the answer to their problem? No. We have the answer. Oh, they have the answer. The answer exists in the room. The, The answer is in the room. The answer is in the room. But the question is activating the answer. It's activating the answer. The answer only comes when you look for the answer. So really what drives game two is a series of questions. And if you don't ask the question and keep asking that question, or these questions and keep asking, then you, 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 lose, the, you lose the track. It's a bit like your 
fishing analogy I've heard you use. I think that might be worth sharing with our audience. Well, if you're, uh, yeah, I rather like that. If you're, um, if I say a, tr- a group of people in the room, I say, what are you doing? I, I say, what are you doing? And they say, well, we're, we're fishing. I would have to say, well, you're not because you're sitting in a room. We're in a meeting room in a hotel. You're, you, you might be thinking about fishing, but you're not fishing. To be fishing, you have to have plausibly a rod in your hand. You have to be near water where there might be fish and you have to be doing something with the rod. You've got to be actively fishing. So game two is something you look for. The act of looking for game two is how you find it. You can't sit here and think about game two. You've got to look for it. And the equivalent of fishing with game two is asking the questions that take you towards it. Asking the questions that help you to find what is game two for you. Remember, game two for you won't be game two for the next organization. Your game two will depend on what you're doing in your team and what you want to achieve. And how you find game two, though, will be the same set of questions that will take anybody there. So at the heart of the process that you learn in the activation day is a simple set of questions which everybody can use. It's a universal sat-nav that will take any group of people or any individual or any organization towards its game two and then teach them or enable them to learn how to get better and better at game two until they start start winning and winning big. And what can people expect to actually leave the day with, having invested a whole day of executive time or a team is assembled together? What can they expect to leave with? I think they should expect to leave with a plan and a commitment to put the plan into effect. The plan is very simple. It's to take the principles that we've explored and agreed during the day, a simple set of rules like a sat-nav that they're going to put into action starting the next day. And they're going to run it for a month or for two months. They're going to run the game two process that they've learned in the activation day individually and as a team. They're going to reflect on how they've done. They're going to compare what they've, the results um, are that they get and, and they're going to share their learning and their experience. So they leave with a very tightly defined process. It takes a few minutes a day to put it into effect. They've chosen a clear t- and clear and measurable target to aim this at. For example, how much of your time is wasted? That's a theme we get to quite quick, quickly in the day. How much of your time is low value, no value, or wasted. We call this dud time, mm-hmm. dud time. And you know what the universal answer that I've got from asking thousands of people this is about 30%. 30%. About 30%. Um, nobody goes less than 20, it, often goes as high as 40. I'd imagine there has to be a certain amount of dud time in a typical day. You can't eliminate dud time. It's, it's part of being human. In fact, dud time is partly having... Times that don't work is how you get better because you think I can, I, can do, I can improve that. So we're not here to kill dud time. But if you notice how much of your time is dud, let's say if it's true that 30% of our time is wasted, in the next meeting you go into, let's cut the meeting by 30%. By 30%. Or let's see if we can make the meeting twice as good in half the time. Now you're playing game two. What can we do Got it. Got to it. accelerate? Yeah. That's it. So they're, they're, by, by bringing your attention to it, that's when they start to think about how they can reduce it. And similarly, yes. if you start thinking about ways in which it can be twice as good, then you start to focus on that. That's it. So if we're not doing dud time, what are we doing? Well, there are only three kinds of time, and this is at the heart of how game two works. And this is where we get to quite early in the day. You see, when you get to now, which happens every time you say 
now, when you get to now, we keep getting to now, you have a choice. What do I do next? So we talk about now and next. Every time you get to now, do you choose what happens next or you just carry on doing what you were doing before? So let's make now a moment of choice and pause. And you say, when I get to now, what am I going to do next? Well, there's only three things I can do. One is what I was going to do anyway. We call that Daisy. Daisy's my dog. She does the same thing all the time. The second option is Dud. What I do next will be a bit of a waste of time. But the third one, and this is what drives game two, is called Delta. I'm going to stop for a moment and I'm going to look for something new, something different that makes a difference. So a delta is when you look for and find something new that makes a difference to what you're trying to achieve. A delta move, a delta play. A delta move. It's like if, if like a pass or a golf shot or a, or a thought or an idea or a move you make in a relationship or a phone call you make. Something you do that makes a difference because it's different and it works better. So what was the delta for Barcelona? Well, Barcelona... Remember, he said three things. One is you could be twice as good. Second, this is what it would look like. The third thing is there's only one thing you need to focus on. And he said, well, what's that? Because if, if, if there is only one thing, then it will be easy. So they thought about what was the one thing, and they came up with lots of ideas. What do you think the one thing was for Barcelona? Having heard this example many times before, I know the answer. <laughs> and, uh, and you told, tell the story very well. And I believe, you know, it was, it was passing. And passing. One, and one can see that in their game. Yeah. So they just worked on passing. But by working on passing, everything else followed. So the answer in, 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 in game two, there's always one thing you focus on. And the answer is always this. Delta. Looking for delta. That is what, if you do more of that, you move away from game one. If you do a lot more of that, you find game two. So the answer, how do you find game two? understand what delta is and start looking for it. If, when you're looking for delta, imagine across your business, across your team, there was a little light on everybody's head when they were actively looking for delta, looking for better ways to do what they normally do, this light came on. How many lights would be on normally across a business? On average? Probably not many. Not many. When you find game two, the light's on most of the time. When your team finds game two, the light is on. So game two, finding game two, is about turning these lights on. When everybody's looking for Delta, the business leaps forward. And certainly I've witnessed that myself, you know, having run this program, having introduced it to people, to see the excitement and the energy of everybody chasing Delta. It doesn't always come every single day of every week, but when those moments do come, it's a bit like catching a fish. You know, it's, it's that, you know, I, I go running alongside the Thames and I see people sitting there with their rods. I come back. 20, 30 minutes later, they're still sitting there with their rods. And I imagine at some point, there must be some moment of excitement. I liken that to someone finding Delta. It's like, wow, you know, I've caught something and the, and the catch and the weight is, or the weight has been worth it. Okay, so let's just bring this to a close. So maybe a final thought from you, Peter, for our listening audience today. Sure. Thank you, Martin. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. It's just this. What would twice as good be like for you? And for your business, what is your game to and how will you find it? And to that end, they might actually need some help finding it. It's a great question to ask, not always easy to find the answer. So if you found something interesting today and our wish for you on these podcasts is that there are ideas that may inspire you to think about how you approach 
the leadership and change of your own organizations. And we'd be delighted to help you on your own journey in finding Delta. And thank you very much for tuning in and listening.